Welcome to the Homeschooling Homemakers Podcast, where it's time to embrace the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey of being a keeper at home, creating a space for your husband and children to thrive, all while keeping Jesus at the center of it all. Hi, I'm Chantel, wife to one, mama to three, and I'm here ready to share with you practical tools to help you thrive in the roles you were created for. This is a place for you to throw aside all distractions and run into true freedom and joy of serving your family well. Hey y'all, let's talk about 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 15 through 18. But before we unpack, I want to give y'all an opportunity to get your paper, pencils, highlighters, whatever you need. This was so good to me. I took so many notes I had to share with y'all. So I'm sitting here looking at my notes. I was like, how am I going to share this in the podcast without going too long? And I said, you know what, Lord? I sat and soaked in this for a while. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to share what's on my heart. And the notes that I have taken from this, and I've read Second Corinthians chapter four, but just this time around, so much jumped off the page at me. So I appreciate y'all being here, but let's talk about this. So I focused in on verses 16 through 18, but I want to go back up and read verse 15. And here you have to understand the context of this. Um, But I just encourage you to go back and just read the entire chapter. Um, But at 15, it says, for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound or abound to the glory of God. Verse 16 says, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Verse 18 says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now here in 2 Corinthians um, 4, verses 7 through 18, it explains that the priceless treasure of knowing God's glory through faith in Christ is kept in fragile containers of human beings, us Christians. In this case, this refers to Paul and his co-workers who preached the gospel. Their suffering is enormous. We all know um, or should know Paul's journey, Paul's life. But God keeps them from being wiped out. They don't quit because even after they die, they know they will be resurrected as Christ was. Then they will spend eternity with him in glory. That will far outweigh and outlast the light-weighted moments, as scripture says, our light afflictions than the sufferings of this life. Now, here in this particular chapter, Paul insists that he and his co-workers 
for Christ would never act in a way that is disgraceful or dishonest, though he knows some are blinded by Satan. Because in my in my study Bible, it says Satan blinds, but God gives light. That's like the title um, subline of this particular um, chapter. Um, he knows that Satan has um, some of them blinded um, from believing the message about Jesus. They cannot see the light of knowing Christ as God. That knowledge is a priceless treasure stored in fragile containers of Paul and his friends, our bodies. Um, No matter how difficult their suffering um, in this work, Paul refuses to quit. He should be our motivation. He is confident that he will be resurrected after his death And then all his pain on this side of eternity won't even be worth comparing with the glory that's to come. Now, in uh, verse 15, he reminds the Christians of Corinth again of one of his primary motivations for continuing, keep going to endure so much suffering. He tolerates great hardship in order to shine the light of Christ to more and more people. Y'all, this is encouraging. This is, this should be motivation to you. In short, he does it for the their sake and for the sake of those like them. Some in Corinth may have questioned why Paul suffered so much if he was truly an apostle of Jesus and a servant of God. Shouldn't God prevent his trusted servant from experiencing so much pain? Paul's reply has been that God does not spare his servant from suffering but that God provides them for them through their suffering. Y'all, that was so good to me. More, God will raise them from the dead if their suffering should lead to that. Despite what people think, faithfulness to God does not protect a person from all earthly difficulty. Now, Paul declares that this service to the uh, Corinthians is worth it, in part because As more people believe in Jesus, more people will receive God's grace. The more people who receive God's grace, the more people who will give thanks to God, more and more glory will be brought to God. Paul is willing to endure anything enabled by God's power to achieve this outcome. And then if you go down to 16, The main point of this particular passage is that God uses fragile vessels to carry his powerful truth. Paul, for his part, never pretended to be Superman. He was merely human. All the suffering he experienced truly hurt him. It left scars. He was discouraged at times. For those looking from the outside, he must really have seemed to be wasting away. Perhaps some wondered, and some in Corinth might even have said, Why are you doing this to yourself? Haven't you done enough? Why not take some time to focus on yourself? Doesn't that sound like today? Paul, though, insists that he is not going to give up. He refuses to lose heart, meaning that he will not give in to the temptations to live in despair. He wants his readers to know that his outward appearance is deceiving. Yes, He is physically wasting away because of his suffering for preaching about Jesus. But inwardly, though, he is being made as good as new every single day. 
That's what it means when it says, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He is strong and determined and more convinced than ever of his purpose to carry the light of the gospel to the world. And then in verse 17, Paul's suffering for the sake of his mission for Christ was not easy by any human standard. In chapter one of this letter, he describes a recent incident that left him and his friends so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despair of life itself. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse eight. In other words, he felt the impact of his suffering. His experiences were not trivial. They were brutal, y'all. Now, Paul wants his readers to see that by comparison, the very worst suffering experience on earth is only a light and momentarily momentary affliction. When compared with the glory of eternity with God, that is to come. The comparison he makes is one of the most, like it's, it's one of the biggest comparisons. Like, think about it. What you're going through right now, like, y'all, that is nothing compared to the glory, the, like just being with him, like that's, there's weight on that. Um, so the comparison he makes is one of magnitude and time weight on a scale. Any suffering in this life is far outweighed by the glory of the life to come. Measured in time, the suffering here happens in, in, in an instant and is replaced by glory forever. So think about it. This is quick, but the glory you're, you're to experience, it is forever. It does not end. Because he knows this to be true, Paul refuses to lose heart, to give up, even when the suffering in this life feels unbearable. Hebrews eleven fourteen through 16. Paul does more than just compare his suffering to the glory to come. He also describes it as preparation. His suffering is not meaningless. Your suffering is not meaningless. It serves as a purpose. It is getting him ready to experience the far heavier glory of eternity. He put it this way in Romans 5, 3 through 4, knowing that the suffering produces um, endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. The hope of glory is what keeps Paul from losing hope as he continues to carry out this difficult mission of carrying the light of Jesus into the world. Now, lastly, in verse 18, Paul is describing the reason for his refusal to lose heart in the face of suffering for faith in Christ, his faith in Christ. He wrote in the previous verse that his current suffering, though nearly unbearable at times, 2 Corinthians 1, 8, can't even be compared to the far weightier glory of eternity. Now he adds that this perspective requires a focus on what cannot be seen in this life, meaning the spiritual world. The things that are visible to humans in this life are here for just a moment and then gone. Paul describes this as transient. This is true in two senses. Obviously, anything that exists in this world lasts a very short time in comparison to those that last forever. Secondly, though human lives are far shorter yet than human history, what is visible to us will come and go very quickly. The invisible God, though, is eternal, meaning outside of time. Whatever exists with him 
and the spiritual world will never end. Paul is able to keep his focus on the glories of eternity by keeping his inner focus on what is eternal. This allows him to endure suffering in this life that is light and short in comparison to the glories and pleasures of eternity to come. Paul commanded believers to exercise the same focus in Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden in Christ, with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. That is so good. Now, I just want to do a recap. Paul faced sufferings, trials, distress as he preached the good news. But he knew that one day this would all be over and he would obtain God's rest and rewards. As we face troubles or get into trouble, it's easy to focus on the pain rather than on our ultimate goal. Just as athletes concentrate on the finish line and ignore their discomfort, we too must focus on the reward for our faith and the joy that lasts forever. No matter what happens to us in life, we have to be assured of the eternal life when all suffering will end. It is easy to lose heart and quit. We all have faced problems in our relationships or work that have caused us to think about giving up. Rather than quitting when persecution wore him down, Paul concentrated on the inner strength that came from the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 3.16. Don't let fatigue, pain, or criticism force you off your job or assignment. Renew your commitment to serving Christ. Don't forsake your eternal reward because of the intensity of today's pain. Your very weakness allows the resurrection power of Christ to strengthen you moment by moment. Our troubles, light afflictions, should not diminish our faith or delusion us. We should realize that there is a purpose in our suffering. Problems and human limitations have several benefits. One, they remind us of Christ's suffering for us. Two, they keep us from pride. Three, they cause us to look beyond this brief life. Four, they prove our faith to others. And five, they give God the opportunity to demonstrate his power. See your troubles as opportunities. Our ultimate hope in terrible illness, persecution, pain, whatever you're facing, is realizing that life is not all there is. There is life after death. Knowing that we will live forever with God in a place without sin and suffering can help us live above the pain we face in this life. Don't lose heart. Don't quit. Allow your moments, your troubles of despair to be opportunities for God to shine in your life. Though Paul may have been wasting away on the outside and the physical, he was being renewed day by day. Be renewed this day. Go back and read 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It will bless you. Until next time, remember to pray big, pray much. 
If you have found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of being a keeper at home. I am so grateful for you and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.